just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm joined by the greatest people I know, and that is Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Aww. That's really sweet, Dave. And one of the that's the first time you've gone to me first in quite a while, so that is nice. So I, does that I started make you... thinking I became second banana. Wait, or third banana? Your third banana. Does that make you <laughs> number one banana? Even greater. <laughs> number one banana. It's fun to say. Say it. Number one banana. Number one banana. Number one banana. Number two banana. Number two banana. Number two banana. Number two banana. Oh, that's good fun. <laughs> we have fun here at Doing. We're having a good time. Uh, Jess. Yes. You well? I'm hot. Number one banana. I've been whinging Number about it for a couple banana. of weeks. I'm no. hot. S- summer just seems to go for a three-month block. It's so weird, isn't it? Number two banana. Number two banana. Number two banana. Number two banana. Wait, you sing number two. I'd be number three then. Number two banana. Number two banana. Number three banana. Number three banana. Number two banana. Number two banana. Number two banana. Can this episode be called The Banana Trio? Somebody please oh, Photoshop our faces onto some bananas. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Real Comic Heroes, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, Real Comic Heroes podcast. You guys, uh, the Photoshop guns. Please Damn, make us skills. bananas. Also, I mean, you've got your own lives and shit to do, so I'm sorry to keep giving you work. You do whatever you want to do. If you want to, go for it. If you don't, totally fine. I get it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm very hot. <laughs> it is still quite warm. I mean... I did request Matt to install air conditioning into the podcast studio. He told me it would cost him multiple thousands. Yeah, it was and weird that he didn't want to fork out for that. So Why would you not want to pay on our behalf, Matt? I just don't get it. Oh, he's weird. He's um, so weird. He's yeah. so random. Do you think he's so, so random? random? He's so random. He's so random. Matt, you're so random. I'm very random. What are you? So random. Excuse me? So random. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like when he does those things, he's impressed. He was so fashion. 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 <laughs> So random. You can always hear his teeth click in the middle like fashion. Yeah. Fashion chips. Fashion. Fashion chips. Fashion chips. High-end couture chips. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's funny. Hey, Dave. 
Why don't we just get straight into it? We know that your reports are the longest of anyone's. Well, but yeah. this week, I don't, it's not a super long one, I will tell you that. So if you've got any confessions you want to get out there... I don't want to get any confessions. I want to hear your confessions. question. Confessions? Yeah, come on. Give us one confession each. Quick one. All right, I'll confess something. <laughs> you go first. Um, um, my I'm... girlfriend tells me that I shouldn't wear shorts because I have two thin legs. You've got two thin legs. Two thinner <laughs> legs. I mean... That's mean. It's hot. You can wear shorts. Thank you. That's not really a confession. But, um, I would, but I've never told anyone that before. Though. But imagine if she, tu- if that you is, turned around and were like, "You can't wear shorts." That feels a bit. That'd be like, like, like that'd rough. be fucked. You know? Oh look, I wear them anyway. I don't care. I'm my own man. Yeah, good boy. I'm my own no, boy. I'm my I, own think, I boy. think thin legs are good. Good in shorts. Often. Thanks. Thanks. Can I put you down as? Yeah, you can put me down as a reference. You, you yeah, don't I don't care if you got I mean, big I'm chunky biased, legs. But... I don't care if you got tree trunk legs. It's hot. Wear some fucking shorts. Be comfy. Live your life. And your yeah, your partner. Maybe be a bit more supportive of... Yeah, it's tiny little legs. Oh, my legs. Tiny legs, Warnicky. Thank you. Uh, confession, Jess. I can't think of a confession. Um, You're going to make the number one banana go out on a, a whim. No, I don't want to throw oh, you under whim. the bus. But I, got, I, I can't think of anything. I'm a pretty open book. I think... We've... Yeah. Matt? It's hard to confess when, you, when you're wide don't open. Don't put on the spot. Um, I, um... Ugh. I... Oh, no, that's no good. I... Was it too real? I quite like... Oh, no. Look, all right. I really... I don't like parsnips. It's not really? Yeah. Like, I know people love roast parsnips, but no, to me, no. I can't get over the fact that it's like a pale carrot. Mm. I, can't, I can't get over that. That's a weird reason. So, I appreciate that confession. Because I don't, I don't eat it like it's its own thing. If I came to it and went like, here's a brand new vegetable, give it, give it your open mind. Yeah. Maybe I would like it, but I cannot think of it as anything else but an old, weird, pale carrot. Sure. Yeah, look, I said it. He said it. I'm an open book. Wow. Wow. There there are some things you just can't take back, Matt. Well, fuck. Ah, Good for you. Can you edit that bit out? I feel like I know you better. What I'll do is I'll uh, beep out when you say the word parsnip so they won't know (laughs) what you think. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't get over the fact that it looks like a, a... a, you know, a pale carrot. <laughs> what? What is he talking about? What is it? Oh, Jesse, you have anything yet? No. What about a little fact about yourself? Little fact. Fun fact. Um, One for me is I've never seen a Blu-ray, and I think I'm going to go to the grave. Why are we doing multiple for you? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to stall for you because you need some thinking time. Hey, all right. I reckon Jess has got an hour or so. At the end, we'll come back to it. But for now, let's get into the question. Let's get into the fucking show. Freaking, let's get into the bloody show. Trying to swear less. Is that a news resolution? It's well, you so count, far, so you not don't, so good. You don't count bloody as a swear? Bloody's not a swear, no. Okay. I wouldn't have thought bloody's a swear. Nah, bloody's not a swear. I agree. Okay, and now I'm digging into the golden hat. Ooh. Our first ever golden hat. So this person to sign up to the Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe Package via our Patreon. You pledge a certain amount. We have to do your topic no matter what. Our first ever person, it was Zach Steinbacker. And uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago when I did the Shakespeare one. We had to go to Shakespeare because Zach hadn't con- uh, put something in. But he's taking his time. He's thought about what topic he wants us Which to I report like, on. I like that, Steinbacker. So we've got it. Zach, his topic relates to this question. That is question, what was arguably the most famous UFO-related event of the 20th century? Roswell. Roswell. It's Roswell. Oh! <laughs> that was a too easy question. I couldn't name another one. Nah, there was Independence the, Day. Yeah, Independence Day. That was good. I liked uh, that. Alien. Fifth Element. Alien versus Predator. Buffy. 
Uh, yeah, from the hellhole, mm-hmm. hellmouth. Mm-hmm. The green children of wool pit. Ah, <laughs> definitely that's lost true. a tree. We've already covered that one as well. Oh, yeah. We did a whole episode about that. All right, well, if I, I'll ask you a, another question. If you guys are so clever. I am. What decade do you think this incident was? Uh, you know? 80s. Oh. No, I reckon. Okay, I'm saying no, nah, like I know. But in my head. I have no idea. In my head, it's like 50s. 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 We're getting warmer? David. Real close. 60s. 40s, 40s it is. Fuck. You. Fuck. Well, when Jess Fuck. takes it real seriously. Is that your confession, Jess, that you are quite competitive? I'm actually not. Are you not? No, I'm like not competitive at all. Are you a good loser? Yeah. Because I've you... done it my whole life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that's, that's sadder than the shorts no. thing with my legs. Like people get really competitive playing board <laughs> games and I'm like, no, I don't care. I, I'm not competitive at all. I used to be way, like I used to be in a, uh, competitive more than I am now. I think I realized at some point that we're all going to die. <laughs> And board That'll games do certainly it. don't matter that much. But do um, what about board game world championships? Oh yeah, no, true. They they don't die. That's they don't die. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing they'll ever be remembered for. So, in a real way, they're the losers. Like that chess guy. Brutal, brutal. You know, he's in the uh, Hilltop Hood song. Oh, yeah. Gary Kasparov. That's no. the only famous one. There's a um, oh, no, Paul moves ahead like someone. Is it Kasparov? Surely. Oh. Nah, it's someone else. This wasn't worth it. Maybe a protege. They're all proteges, aren't they're they? All, they're all bloody grandmasters. All right, so it was 1947, oh. Roswell incident. 47, a or good year. Roswell, oh, what a classic. The Second World War's long over, well, a couple of years over, possibly 18 months over, but <laughs> that's behind us. Water, un- water under the bridge. It's what a bridge. The bridge still existed, but it was bombed. It was gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> June 14th, 1947. On that particular day, on a ranch 30 miles or 50 kilometers north of Roswell, New Mexico. New Mexico! Sorry. There's a New Mexico? <laughs> Mr. Burns. William Mac Brazels, nickname Mac. Mac. Good. Who's a foreman on this ranch noticed a cluster of debris. A clusterfuck of debris. Oh, it was a clusterfuck. Am I right? I don't know if I am. He and his son saw a, quote, large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tin foil, a rather tough paper, and Ooh. sticks. A rather tough paper. Kind of like that waxy paper at the butchers. Oh, yeah. Just rolls yeah. and rolls of butcher paper. Butcher paper. There was also a dead cow. Oh. <laughs> Bobby Fisher. Oh, and oh, like Bobby Fisher. That's why you went quiet over there. Yeah, he shut the fuck up for I me, I was meditating he? on it. And Googling. And Googling. <laughs> meditating and Googling on mm-hmm. it. Bobby Fisher. Yes, I do know the lyric you're talking about now. Great. Can Dave go on? Please. Dave, go on. <laughs> Dave, go on. Thank you so much. really taking this show Matt, over. did you uh, hear that first bit that I just said? Or were you thinking about? Yeah, New Mexico. Nice. So this dude, he's seen a, a bunch of stuff. Ten days later... On June 24, 1947, a private pilot, Kenneth Arnold, claimed that whilst flying, he saw a string of nine shiny, unidentified flying objects flying past Mount Rainier over in Washington State. But he was just a private pilot. He, t- he kept to himself. He didn't yeah. tell anybody yeah. about it. He's not, getting on the, he's not getting on the blower. He flies privately. You're like, hey, man, what's, uh, what's on for your weekend? He's like, oh, uh, rather not stuff. say, to be honest. No, he, he's not oh, rude. Yeah, he's he's not like, rude oh, oh this quiet one. Yeah. It's a quiet one. Bits and bobs. Just errands. What are you having for dinner? Oh, uh, not sure. You know, maybe no. what, whatever the, whatever's Leftover. available. 
Yeah. I guess. Where'd you Where'd you grow up? Oh, all uh, over the place. You said uh, that he's a private a pi- private pilot or a boring pilot. <laughs> bit of column A, bit of column B, Fair mate. Enough. Private people. He's flying along. He sees a string of nine shiny, unidentified flying objects flying past Mount Rainier in Washington State at speeds that he estimated at a minimum of 1,200 miles or 1,900 kilometers per hour. That's fast. So it was flying like way quicker than anything he expected and nine <laughs> shiny things. This was the first post-war sighting in the United States that garnered nationwide news coverage and is credited with being the first of the modern era of UFO sightings. Oh. Arnold's description of the objects also led the press to quickly coin the term flying saucer and flying disc as a popular descriptive term for UFOs. Uh. So that's where flying saucer comes from. He happened to refer to it as a bit like a saucer or a plate. Right. And then that just took off. Flying saucer. It's funny that it's, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's a phrase that's like, no, that means the... Yeah, you know, you UFO. Don't, you don't think about but it's not, it. it's, it's talking about like a thing underneath a teacup. Yeah. Teacup flying in the air. That is weird, isn't it? We just accept it. Yeah, because yeah, you've just heard it your whole life. Like, this is, you know, 50, 40 years before you were born. Imagine, like, Or imagine... 10 years before Matt was born <laughs> in the 50s. <laughs> imagine trying to learn English. Jesus. No. God help you all. Over the, imagine if anyone you've used us as a learning tool. <laughs> I reckon that'd be a good idea. They'd be saying Babados and we, Fashan. We go through all the words. Fashan, Babados. After the after this sighting, over the next few weeks, there were hundreds of reported sightings across the USA because, you know, it took off in the newspapers, on the radio, all this kind of stuff. Even uh, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover, who's a very, very powerful man in the world at the time, asked to be kept in the loop on sightings. because so He was like, is this real? Wow. Oh, this is real. Uh, aliens were in the US conscience before that. A big example is the 1938 radio broadcast of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. It was narrated and directed by acting, directing legend Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. You heard about this? Yes. The first uh, two-thirds of the 60-minute broadcast were presented as a news bulletin, so there was no intro. It just went straight into it. And reportedly, there was a big panic in many places where Amazing. people thought aliens were actually taking over. However, later critics have pointed out that the panic seems to have been exaggerated by many newspapers of the time, possibly seeking to discredit the radio, uh, to discredit radio as a source of information. Uh, Don't trust uh, that thing. That thing made you think aliens were real. Oh, trust us, print media. Yes. We'll, we're not a dying art form. <laughs> we'll Yesterday's be around forever. News tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but back in New Mexico, William Mac Brazel on the farm, he initially paid little attention to the scraps of objects I talked about before, but he uh, returned on July the 4th with his son and wife. 4th of July. 4th of July, that's right. Well, it was a family day. It was with his wife and daughter mm-hmm. and son, and they gathered up bits of and the material. And the son. And the son. Hmm. Newspaper. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's, well, he doesn't trust radio. Have you heard about what these things do? <laughs> Should be. I, I felt like I was... The joke there with uh, yesterday's news tomorrow was sort of exaggerating. And obviously, yeah, there's people funny. out there who are feeling like, but it's yesterday's news today. And I'm sorry to those people. And I, and I felt your frustration and I thought I'd just clean that oh up Oh my God, that was so not worth adding. I actually thought it was quite funny, Matt. But now you've undone all the humour. Yep, good run. Uh, so basically, this family, back on the ranch, they've gone back to the material, the crash stuff, and uh, the next day, so they've taken some stuff and taken it back to their house on the ranch. The next day, he heard about more reports about flying discs and wondered if what he'd picked up was, in fact, alien material. So he drove 30 miles to Sheriff George Wilcox in Roswell and reported what he had found. So, Hey, Sheriff! Hey, Sheriff! 
I got me an alien right, box. I, I wanted to do the southern accent too, but I don't think they, they don't sound like that in New Mexico. I got me an alien box. Nailed it. Oh, Much I, better. I no, it was, it was a subtle back. difference. Oh, a subtle it? difference. But that I was New it. Mexico the second one. Where yeah, is New, New Mexico? Mexican. It's uh, above Texas. Max driven to Sheriff George Wilcox. And whilst he's there... Wait, above... wait. Hey, 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 Sheriff. <laughs> I think someone's knocking at the door. I'm going to go answer it. <laughs> Howdy, partner. What can, what can I do you for? You look like you got a box or something there. You, you want to tell me what that is, partner? Excuse me, why are you, why are you drinking moonshine out of a, <laughs> out of a clay jug? It's got three X's on it. I'm a sheriff deputy here, so I think I'm going to you tell you. you got a bullet hole through the top of your, <laughs> your sideways straw hat. I'll be asking the question. Thank you very much. <laughs> First question. Get talking. What do you got in that box there, sir? Buck. What is that buck? What is that buck? Are you parroting me, sir? <laughs> do I need to arrest you? Do I have to remind you that I impersonating a member of the law is a federal offense? Under the Act of Louisiana, 1941. Mm-hmm. Are you having in a stroke? Like, <laughs> a member of the law. Like, <laughs> vocally impersonating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's me. <mean. laughs> it's a goddamn offense. <laughs> you know I was born with this voice and I'm making the best of it. <laughs> I've been told in by the people of your town. Matt, come on. Sorry. The people of this town have elected me as sheriff, deputy sheriff and I'm going to do my best to uphold the law to the best of my ability. Okay. <laughs> now, you can tell me what's in that box or I'm not going to have to put a kick it out of you. That's right. I can get violent if I have to. Oh, no, here you go. Here's the box. Thank you very much, Jim. You have a great day now. <laughs> no explanation. He's just giving him a box of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just really, really enjoying the voice. <laughs> I loved that so much. My favorite was, are you impersonating me? <laughs> Your face is the best. Like, the so cartoon weird. character head. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry that I interrupted you there, please. So what has happened is... <laughs> Mac Brazel has turned up with the stuff. He's shown it to George Wilcox and the sheriff. Sheriff. <laughs> Whilst he's there, a reporter named Frank Joyce rang the sheriff to ask if there was any leads on stories that he should report on in the area that day. Mm. The sheriff said, you should talk to this guy, William Brazel. I think he's found something. And he puts Brazel on. Mac says, starts telling him the story. Joyce listens, but pretty much fobbed him off as a bit of a crackpot because he's talking about, I found, you know, this, these UFO stories are going all over the place. And he's yeah. like, oh, another one. Okay, fair enough, whatever. Cool. Didn't think twice about the call. Two days later, however, Lieutenant Walt Hout, the public information officer for the 509th Atomic Bomb Group at Roswell Army Airfield. So he's just a um, public information. He's just pretty much the guy that, you know, he does PR for the, for the Army base pretty much. Yeah, sure. He appeared at Joyce's radio show, who's the guy that fobbed off the the guy Mac, yep. and handed him a press release. Joyce claimed that Hout owed him a story after helping give another journalist in the area a hot scoop on something else. So that's why he went straight to the radio station, gave him this thing. Joyce reads the media release and instantly knows it relates to the same story that William Brazel had told him days earlier. Oh. The press release, an official press release from the U.S. Army stated that personnel from the 509th Operation Group had recovered a, quote, flying disc, which had crashed on a ranch near Roswell. The release was pretty vague, though. It had no information other than a local couple had seen a flying disc in the sky around at the same time. 
Choice immediately gets on his radio show, broadcasting information, and news spread across the country and then the world very quickly. And why wouldn't it? Because to this day, that is the only time in the history of the U.S. Army or U.S. government where they stated officially that they'd found a flying saucer. Wow. Wow. So the whole world's like, oh my God, this is official. The Army have said. This is amazing. Oh my God. Uh, The Army then had to sort of kick, you know, try and allay the panic a bit. So they flew the mystery material to Fort Worth, Texas, to a base where it was examined. And just hours later, the base commander came out, held a press conference, and he said that it was, in fact, a weather balloon uh, recovered. Uh, The press conference even featured debris, like foil, rubber, and wood, that's said to be from the crashed object, which matched the weather balloons. We showed what the weather balloon should look like, and then it was like, look, this is this bit, this is that bit. The public accepted this explanation, and overnight, the world's biggest news story died out. Everyone moved on, and it was no longer a topic of discussion. Mm. This continued on for more than 30 years until the 1970s. What? That's why I thought 80s. Apparently, well, it's a big story from this point on. So no one's really thought about it for 30 years. Sure. About, apart from people that are really obsessed with UFOs, but it's had no more weight than any of the other ones, other sightings. But then in 1978, a UFO researcher named Stanton Friedman. Oh, good name. Who, to be honest, he looks quite kooky. Oh, I bet he does. His name's Stanton. Fried Man. <laughs> Stanton Fried Man. What's he, he sound like? Well, um, um Stanton, oh, okay. Stanton Fried Man. So he sounds like Matt. Oh, yeah, but a little bit more American. Um, Stanton Fried A little Man. bit more American than me. Well. I mean, I sound quite American. He's just a, he's little, a little bit, bit more, more 50%, American. 50% more American, if I'm going to be honest. Cool. I've always been told that I have quite a strong Australian accent. You do. But I don't know if that's bloody right anymore. Anyway. Matt's probably the... What do I know? Matt's the Aussiest member of the podcast, right? Well, I mean, what does that mean? Yeah. Am I right, Jess? What does that mean, though? You're the Aussiest... What does that mean? Member. Sounding? Aussiest sounding... In terms of the old Pursuits stereotype. you love... Yeah, in terms of the old stereotype, of course. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You're basically... Basically a foreigner in your own land, Jess, according to Dave. Yeah. I think you're probably the second most Australian, Jess. Are you the least Australian? Obviously. I'm the, th- I'm the third most. Interesting. I'm not the least, I'm the third most. Okay. Glass half full. Well, a glass one third full. Well, that's worse than a glass one third empty. It definitely is. My brain hurts. <laughs> well, let me tell you about Stanton Fried Man. Cool. Looks kooky. He's got glasses and sort of curly. Oh my god, he's co- he's so kooky. He's, he's got, got glasses. glasses. What a kook! He's so kooky. Oh, he's a real kook. What a kook! I wonder what he's up to. I bet he gets up to really weird, weird activities oh. with his bloody kooky glasses. What a kooky man! What a can he, he can't see without his glasses. What an abs- oh, he's, he's kooky. pretty kooky. <laughs> kooky. <laughs> he's, he's pretty kooky. A kooky yeah, it's a kooky looking dude. He's also got a beard. Kooky chew. Oh. The, the bloody walrus is the bloody Eggman. Oh, uh, okay. No, he looks great. Actually, I'm into that guy immediately. I love look, him. If you had a lineup of 10 people, one of them believes in UFOs, you'd pick him, right? If there was a lineup Jeff of 10 Luke. people who I want to party with, I'd definitely pick him. <laughs> yep. Let's hit up the club, Stanton. Woo! <laughs> 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 fried man. Fried, fried. man. Fried. Let's get fried, man. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. I didn't know. I've got his catchphrase. He's a retired nuclear physicist uh, who in the 1970s turned professional as a... Wrestler. U- <laughs> before brief- briefly, before becoming a ufologist. Ufologist. I googled the term ufology and it's... Uh, ufology as a field of study has yet to be embraced by academia. There you go. 
But it's got ology in it. It's got ology. But it's got an ology. What more do you need? Before he developed the catchphrase, let's get fried man, he used to refer to himself as the flying saucer physicist <laughs> because of his degree in nuclear physics and work on nuclear projects. This name never really took off. Oh, man, Much like guy. the flying saucers. Ah. Ah. Cop that, fried man. <laughs> fried man. Just no, but still come over if, for if cheese and wine later. Cause, um, um, I'd love yeah, he's one of those guys that you can party board. with. You just don't want to talk about work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which for him is ufology. You follow the classic rules with Steinwick. No religion, mm-hmm. no politics, no ufos. No. <laughs> and what's left? Oh, that's a good Pop question. culture. How, how strong are your glasses? Movies. Oh, arm wrestling. <laughs> but he'd win. He's a wrestler. Yeah, he would win. That's kind of work, though. But I mean, what a thrill to get beaten by the the fried man by the oh, nuclear man. Phys- by the nuclear physicist himself. What an honor! Real honor. But I mean, the flying saucer physicist himself. That was what his wrestling name was as well. <laughs> anyway, in 1978, fried man. I'm sure it's Friedman, but fried man is much more fun to say. Was in, introduced to now retired Major Jesse Marce- Marcel. Jesse. Jesse. That's, that's a good name, isn't it? Jesse Marcel. Jesse Marcel is a great name. Don't I trust a guy called Jesse Marcel? Definitely not, but I like his name. I think he'd be fun to hang out with, but you wouldn't rely on him. He'd be life. duplicitous. If I met the perfect man, but his name was Jesse. Ooh. Is that a deal breaker? We're done. Because, oh, because of Jess and Jesse. Jess and Jesse. I he, didn't even think. I just thought you were just thinking one. He could go by his, his second name. I mean, you change your name to Bob by deed poll as well. So. That's true. Bob and Jesse's nice, actually. Yeah, yeah all right. You know, we're back on, babe. <laughs> You're back on with retired Jesse, Ma- Major Jesse Marcel. Marcel, and then I'd be Jess. Who was already retired in 1978. Yeah, hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jesse Marcel, Jess's fiance. Mm-hmm is the intelligence officer who collected debris from the crash site on the ranch. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> Marcel declared that there was a cover-up, this is when he's talking to Fried Man, and that the weather balloon material shown at the press conference was in fact swapped with the real material. He said the real material that he'd found on that day was not from this planet. Oh, okay. Fried Man. Fried Man is like... Six to midnight. He is. So he's got this. a. He's got a major. Um, Six to midnight. His major. He's got a major. Oh, Marcel. Major. Oh, his Marcel is in his ma- in his pants. Is what I'm saying. He's got a. He's got a boner. His erection. No, it, we got it. His erection is bulging, Jess. I, yeah, guys, I've got because I get he's it. attracted to you. He's got a yep. real. He's got a real stiffy in his dick yep. pants. Yep. No, where I, his dick is. Yeah. Because when a man. Gets attracted to something. Yes, it fills with blood. I'm There's aware. Only three, is there only three words for it? Stiffy boner and major Hard muscle. On. Hard on. Hard on. Oh, there's four. A fat. <laughs> He's on a fat. He's cracked a fat. What? Well, like it's bloody like the uh, the. Um, it's not like back Inuits in your day. And how many words there for snow? Or is that a myth? It's probably a myth, isn't it? Dave? It is a myth. Marcel recalled that it was he and one other plainclothes officer that collected the material and put it in several sacks. He claimed the foil part of that he collected was unlike anything he'd ever seen. He said it couldn't be folded or turned. When you scrunched the foil, it automatically unscrunched itself and went flat again. He also claimed that it had strange alien-like symbols on it. Oh, how does he know what alien-like symbols are like that? Zodiac. Zodiac. Uh. This is pre-Zodiac. Unless he's been going since the 40s. Oh. No, I don't think so. (laughs) 
Marcel even took some material home to show his 11-year-old son, Jesse Jr. Oh, come on. Which is a weird... If you're at work collecting alien material for the army, you don't take it home to show your son. I've got to go. I've got to show my son this. He was so excited by what, by what he had that he woke up the boy, Jesse Jr., just to show him. The boy remembers his father saying, I think this is part of a flying saucer. Jesse Jr., however, did not witness the foil behaving in strange ways. He did, however, see strange symbols on it, though, saying they looked like flowers. Flowers. The alien-like symbol. Sure. Floral. Interesting. Mm, classic aliens. But it was the Love 70s. Love a bouquet. Yeah, Paisley. <laughs> it was the 40s. It, is it, it the 70s, was the 40s. 70s recalling <laughs> Paisley. 40s. Paisley. <laughs> there were, well, there... in, in alien fashion, 40s was similar to Earth. Yeah, 70s. they were they were 30 years ahead at least. Yeah. Well, imagine what they're wearing now. <laughs> we can't even. That's why they're so ahead. <laughs> can't even. Uh, there were other witnesses at the time that saw what they called a saucer. One of those is Jim Ragsdale, who was a truck driver living in Carlsbad at the time of the Roswell incident, not far away. Carl's not so bad. Jess, no. I like the idea that someone named a town after someone they didn't like. (laughs) What are you going to call this one, mate? Carlsbad. Bad bad Carl. Nah, Carlsbad, that's better. Go with the first one. Carlsbad. I don't like Carlsville. (laughs) Um, I hate Carl. Sucker. Carlington. Sav. Carl, you big fucko. Carl Carl took my wife and now I've got nothing to live for. Town. (laughs) Yeah. What was that? It's either that or Carl's bad. Your choice. I don't even care anymore. I don't even care. Just fuck Carl. Carl's not allowed to live here. Can we make that a law? I'm just just naming it. I'm not the law. Long story short. Fuck off, Carl. (laughs) So Jim Ragsdale was a truck driver living in Carlsbad at the time of the incident. Jim and his girlfriend, Trudy True Love. No. No. Trudy True Love. His One of the best was a names. Barbie doll. <laughs> One of the best names on the podcast. There, Trudy True it. Love. Well, you, they definitely were in True Love because they were lying in the back of his pickup truck, quote, buck naked, drinking beer and having a good old time when all hell break loose. Break loose. <laughs> so you're doing, going back to it. All America. hell all break loose. Oh, oh, hell no. This face. I don't like this one at all. This is just all bottom teeth. I don't want anything that I said to be recorded and written down on this goddamn podcast. Am I saying that right? Who are we talking about? Who is this now? (laughs) Is this Trudy? Could you you tell us your name? Is this the fucked Please. (laughs) Who are we we speaking to now? I'm going to plead the fifth and say no comment to any question unless you ask me what kind of cup of coffee I want and then I'm going to ask for a soy latte. Okay, we'll get you your soy oh. latte. Can we just ask who, who are we talking who are to? Who are, who are you? Uh, I'm confused. I'm having an episode. Do you have any? I was in bed and now I'm here. Do you I have any know. idea? I don't know. Or... What year is it? You there? What day is it? Well, today it's Christmas Day. What the fuck? Oh, yes, it's not Christmas Day. The calendar says it's January, you motherfucker. What is so is, it, is, it, is this the people in the back of the I car? That was the sheriff. The sheriff oh, came the back. Sheriff's sheriff's back. Like, oh, the sheriff's, sheriff's assistant. <laughs> Why was his face so weird? I thought it was a deputy sheriff. That's the not really deputy a sheriff's, sheriff's assistant. Sheriff. No, the deputy sheriff. Look, <laughs> I just sometimes channel these characters. They take over me. I don't do them. Are you the... Are you the are you, okay. Well. Anyway. That's beautiful. 
Thank you. Why, why didn't Why didn't the sheriff want to identify himself? Oh, why the <laughs> fuck is my goddamn soy latte? That's a good point. That's a good question. Good question. Man, get, get the man a soy latte. It's very uh, warm for such yeah. drinks. But back to Roswell. Oh. Jim and his girlfriend, true to true love, they're buck naked in the back of his pickup having a good old time. He claimed, good old time. I'm not even trying to do it anymore. He claimed that he saw a spaceship crash 50 miles northwest of Roswell. He signed an affidavit and said the military quickly arrived, removed the spaceship and its dead alien crew. They put the ship on a flatbed flatbed truck and the aliens, who he described as small with large heads and huge eyes, into an ambulance and drove them away. Into an ambulance. Interesting. Hmm. I would have put them in a wheelbarrow. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to wheel them. Jess, it's uh, 30 miles to the closest hospital. I don't give a fuck. Trying to get fit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, like some sort of wheelbarrow challenge. He's an alien. He doesn't need our type of human medicine. He's fine. He's fine. He'll, he'll chuck him, chuck him, pile him up in a wheelbarrow. Knock it off. Not, not in a ute or any sort of car <laughs> that might be able to. No, a wheelbarrow. I've said, I've made no. my decision. I'm sticking to it. Wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrow. <laughs> uh, Ambulance does make it sound like it was like some sort of like hot they were air balloon. To help. And there were humans in there. Yeah. And the buck naked people were high. And they like saw big eyes when they were just a couple of people. Or maybe they were just those old blowy. Maybe it was just the weather balloon. Yeah. And it looked like it was a big headed human. And it wasn't an ambulance. It was just a truck. Yeah. It was a wheelbarrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those fancy wheelbarrow (laughs) ambulances. Uh, But he thought he saw aliens, large heads, huge eyes, and... Grey skin. Side note, this classic alien type, commonly known as grey aliens or greys. What? And 43% of all reported alien encounters in the United States describe grey aliens. So that's the most commonly seen type. That's interesting. But and is that, like, that came out big at the time and then back, like, people have been influenced by that? Is that the theory? Surely. or I think a lot of it is sort of pop culture influence, yeah. Or... Is it because they are all grey? Yeah, well, that, yeah, well, one explanation is pop culture. The other one is they all, 40, 30% of these people see grey aliens. Yeah. I don't know which is the truth. But it, so this guy was the first one to widely report No, not report. the first one, no. But I just thought I'd bring up that they are the most co- commonly reported yeah. out of all alien types. No, but I'm sorry, I mean the buck naked guys, were they the first ones to no, report no, grey aliens? And this guy, I think, I do get the. The feeling that they were high as a kind. Yeah, it does really sound like they were pretty naked loose. in the back of a truck. Yeah, don't sound like the most um, coherent witnesses. Mm. He has since or died. <sighs> Suspicious. I don't know how old he was. was. By a finger probe. <laughs> Alien's <laughs> hand was still hanging out of his ass when he was taken <laughs> to the hospital. In the back of a wheelbarrow. No foul play is suspected. <laughs> no questions asked. No questions asked. Look, he died. He died doing what he loved. <laughs> Getting fingered up the ass by a big-headed grey alien. Forty-three <laughs> percent of all aliens, alien uh, probing is done by big grey hands. Yeah. Uh, but back in Roswell, apparently, according to other witnesses, there was fifty to sixty soldiers squatting shoulder to shoulder to clean up every single part of the alien ship and make sure they didn't miss anything. So they're slowly collecting all the little bits. The military had have been accused of confiscating material from local media agencies and possibly threatening William Buck Brazel, the rancher, who found parts of the ship, to mm. keep him quiet. You stay quiet, see? 
Now, if you tell nobody about yourself, I'm gonna come back here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fart in your face. <laughs> Dave, this character of yours is just wonderful. What character? <laughs> I just blacked out for a second. What happened? Nothing Every time he comes <laughs> back, I have more questions. <laughs> I, like I just want to say that's so light, Dave. That's one of the best light I've ever had in this goddamn country. Thanks so much. Wow, they're very polite. Americans, they are really nice. I love Americans. <laughs> I've always thought so. They're really cool. Well, the question is, if there's alien bodies, yeah. where do they go? Wheelbarrow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there's only one answer, and it starts with wheel and ends in barrow. I can't believe you have to ask that question. I'm kind of offended. Well, many ufologists, a.k.a. Friedman, claim that at least one of the bodies was shipped to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, a top-secret military base used for examining enemy aircraft found just east of Dayton, Ohio. Ohio! Ohio! I just had to get Ohio into the episode. We have to get Ohio into nearly every episode. Hey, Ohio. In the 1940s, the base did conduct investigations into UFO sightings. That's actually admitted in public. And in a 1988 interview, Senator Barry Goldwater claimed that... Goldwater? That's a great name, isn't it? You'd elect Senator Barry Goldwater. Big time. I would vote for Goldwater. Vote one for Goldwater. He asked... He said that in an interview that when he had asked General Curtis Lee May, who was quite a famous US general, I learned when looking him up, (laughs) for access to a secret UFO room at the uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, an angry Lee May, the general said, not only can't you get into it, but you can't ever mention it to me again. Ooh, he got in trouble. Ooh. But that is just obviously hearsay. He just said that that guy said that to him, so I sure. can't be sure. But Goldwater. Dave, Dave, this is, I mean, nobody's taking this podcast as a law, okay? So in, it I'll happened. tell you one person who's taking this podcast as a law. That's me, goddammit. I'm, I'm going to watch this podcast law. Look at the badge. Look it's at the pop- badge. Look at the face. Does this face say you want to fuck with it? I don't fucking think so. I don't want to fuck that face, that's for sure. You don't want to fuck my face. No, thank you. Oh, well, you're under arrest for insulting a police officer. That's not a, that's not a thing. You're under arrest. Why am I under arrest? Resisting arrest, that's two offences. You're going to jail, Missy. Oh, this is fucked. Jess, I reckon you should do what... Should fuck his face. Do what the man says. No, not that. <laughs> just go... Just Just go to prison. I mean, he's a he's a man of the law. Will you visit me in prison? <laughs> just like you meant... That's not what I meant. I meant just... Um, Stop resisting arrest. Sure. Well, thank you. You're kicking up a real stink. That's what I do. Nah, if that played stink out like that. Stink kicker Perkins. I would have fly kicked uh, <laughs> that weird faced sheriff in the head. I also imagine him to be about three foot tall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fly kicking. Like, it's, like that's it's about lo- the height that I could fly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the first time he had his eyes open, too, that character. Sorry. Not character. That personality of Dave's. Thank you. Oh, jeez. Imagine if I couldn't control it. God. <laughs> so funny. I don't think we'd be it's friends. I like you can't. I don't think we'd be doing a podcast. Is this you controlling it, Dave? <laughs> I'm trying. I can't control him. He'll wrestle. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. 
why did aliens come to Earth? And out of all places, why did they travel to the New Mexico desert? Is that what you're asking me, Matt? Yep. I wonder that, but you know, there could be answers for that. <laughs> How about could this? Be answers for that. They're what? desert. Maybe they're from a desert planet. That's a good answer. Yep. Maybe because they've heard about the wonderful range of bars and nightlife in Albuquerque. Yeah. In New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Nice one. Maybe, maybe that. Maybe they're aware. It's the of... only place I know of in New Mexico. What's the capital of New Mexico? Oh, I assume it's Albuquerque. I think it's Albuquerque. Maybe they they they. What I would be guessing is they uh, they took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. They're actually trying to go to Ohio. Oh, far away. Not that far. Huh? Not that far. Landed in the right country. That's... Oh no. Oh, no, it's not Albuquerque. We're going to get in trouble from the New Mexico listeners. It is Santa Fe. Albuquerque oh, is, the Santa Fe. is the largest population-wise. I know, Santa I've heard Fe. of Santa Fe. There's do we, a car do we cut that out or just apologise? I think we should just apologise and say that Santa Fe is the fourth largest city in the state. Sorry. Santa Fe. There's a nice song called Santa Fe. There's a tripod song called Santa Fe. Beirut. Wow. There you go. And there's a, like a Hyundai Santa Fe. Yeah, so the Santa Fe's got it all. I can't believe we... Is it the only Santa Fe? Not important. Sorry, Santa Fe. It is important. And uh, I will be looking that up. No, it's a... Because that's a... It was built by Spaniards, this town. So it is... There's also some in Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil have some Santa Fe's, Colombia, Cuba, Honduras, Mexico, Panama, Panama Philippines, Spain... What an empire that is. And the USA has many places, including one in Missouri, Oklahoma, Ohio, Tennessee, California, Texas, Indiana. So, sounds like California. There to are me. three in California. Yeah, right, okay. What? One is Santa Fe Springs, one is Rancho Santa Fe, another Santa Fe, Oakland. I've California. heard of Rancho Santa Fe. I think that's in Bring It On. <laughs> I've heard of oh, Rancho Relaxo. Ah, oh, The Simpsons. That's in Springfield. Turn tape over. <laughs> anyway, back to Roswell. Sorry, Albuquerque. Um, Albuquerque. Well, two years prior, this is why the alien people think why aliens turned up. The alien ufologists. Sure. I don't mean to offend ufologists out there. I'm two into y- the ufologists. I want to meet them. You want to meet Fried Man? I want to party with Fried Man again. <laughs> what a guy. Two years prior, the first... Call me, please, Stanton. The old dog. It's been too long. Hey, don't cry. <laughs> Maddie. Say that with tears in your eyes. Maddie, hey. Yeah, Come on. Fine. Big deep breath. And a boy. We'll talk about this later, okay? Not on the pod. Okay. Not on the pod, mate. Do you know how old Stanton is now? 87. He's 82. Pretty good. Fuck! He's doing well, though, Matt. Yeah, well, he's bloody 22 in party years. <laughs> what does that make you, 21? Well, no, I I, I don't party anywhere near the fried man's level, oh my God, level no. please. Stanny. Stop it, Dave. Couldn't. Couldn't possibly. Oh I was just God. trying to make you look old, that's all. Uh, two years prior, so in 1945... The first ever nuclear atomic bomb, codenamed Trinity, was tested in the New Mexico desert. And some claim that the energy from this test would have sent a signal into space that aliens could have picked up and fearing that Earth was about to destroy itself, came to our planet. But because they were so far away, it took them two years to get here. Sure. Also, there was an apparent electrical storm the night of the Roswell crash. So lightning may have been what brought the spaceship down in the first place. Okay. So they were hovering within our atmosphere to get struck by lightning. Is that right? Yeah, wow. possibly. They're just hanging out hanging up there. Out, just chilling out, just watching, just observing. So if you take everything at face value, you're like, oh, wow, maybe there was an alien thing. But there are some problems with the witnesses. Oh, you're kidding. 
When originally interviewed by Friedman, more than 30 years after the crash, because so much time has gone past, Marcel... Jesse Marcel. That's right. The man couldn't remember the year of the incident, let alone the month. So it's pretty hazy about the details. Marcel claimed that he personally flew the UFO wreckage to Carswell, uh, the Air Force Base. He could not have done so, for he was never a pilot. What? <laughs> so he, he embellished the story a little bit. He claimed in numerous interviews that he was not only a pilot, but he had managed to shoot down five enemy aircraft. What? If so, this would have made Marcel an ace, a distinction that certainly would have been noted in his military file, but when everyone looked into it, that had never happened. I'm pretty sure he just liked the attention. Oh, or, really? That's but weird. It, is, it is possible for people to... Imbe- like believe their own bullshit as it goes, you know that that's that yeah. happened recently with that American. Um, not that recently, even the last couple of years, that American, um, very well respected anchor, who was told this story over the years, and it 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 got embellished. He fully believed that he was like he was in the helicopter that and like a rocket went past it or something, but it turned out that he was like a helicopter back or something. It was quite a while from when he saw it happening. In the distance, but he was like he, he oh, built I mean, his. He, he could imagine himself there. He he fully believed it. He told this story believing, and he was like shocked to find out that wasn't true. But it's apparently that's some sort of thing with your memory. Like memory is totally fallible. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's telling this guy that. Hey, you shot down five five planes. Remember that? No, no I'm yeah, not saying he, people he started are telling, to believe it. He, he was just believing, it and he's telling the story. And your mem your memory is just a memory of your memory. It's a memory of the memory of the memory. It's like a photocopy of a photocopy, yeah. so it's not perfect. So he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy over 30 years, you know, took some seed of it being true and then it's just morphed over mm. the years. I believe that. I don't think he's necessarily full of shit. I think he's full of shit. <laughs> I'm well, calling You were it. engaged to him earlier in the episode. Oh, this is Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, but... That I was just, before she found out he was full of shit. That's, the ta- that's my taste in men. Jeez, I can't pick them. They're all bloody losers. <laughs> <laughs> well, of the dozens or sometimes even hundreds of... Of wi- losers Jess has dated. All right, mate. We're talking about Roswell here. <laughs> hundreds? No. Wow. How many cars have you been in? <laughs> Of the dozens, or sometimes even hundreds of witnesses touted by experts as corroborating Roswell, saying that there was a cover-up, the majority are second-hand witnesses. E.g., they heard someone tell them what they saw, so they pass it on. But they're like, or possibly over the time they think that they saw it, like this uh, Anki you're talking about, Matt. Many of the witnesses changed their testimony over time. I'm going to give a couple of examples. This is taken from uh, Cal K. Korf, all with K's, Cal K. Korf. What? From the Skeptical Inquirer, an online uh, magazine that tries to debunk stuff like this. Brilliant. Uh, this is uh, from Loretta Proctor. She's the neighbour of Mac Brazel on the ranch, who originally discovered the debris. She claims she tried to bend, burn and break a piece of the material she, uh, he showed her, but she was unable to. Her testimony is used by crash saucer buffs to, uh, argue, to go against the argument that a spaceship made of unknown exotic materials crashed near Roswell, right? Mm. The truth is she's changed her story over, over time, several times. She's transformed herself from a witness who originally said she never saw any debris to one who tried to bend, break and burn the material herself. She began changing her account after her husband, Floyd, who made it very clear in early interviews that they'd never seen any material, passed away. So he was out of the picture, and now she can say whatever she likes. Oh. She's like, God damn it, Floyd. 
Another one is Sanchez. You don't have any of that on the record, do you? Because, I mean, if you do, I didn't know what I was talking about then. If you don't, nothing. Don't worry about it. Forget I said anything. It was a bad dream I had earlier. Uh, Sergeant Melville E. Brown. Brown is touted as a witness who saw alien bodies by Roswell authors, including Fried Mann and a few others. The truth is Melvin Brown cannot be considered a witness since he died in 1986 and was never interviewed by these re- UFO researchers. The only proof uh, that he was a witness came from his daughter who first made the claim years after his death and no other members of his family support her claim. Oh. So the guy, her dad died and then she's like, my dad saw that. And a lot of people published it in books like he was a 100% witness. Oh, wow. And another reason that aliens... Uh, <laughs> Another reason aliens are the coolest. He is <laughs> <laughs> a PowerPoint presentation. I think you'll find the top five reasons pretty engaging. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about this, though, Dave? Um, the government are trying to have, like, playing devil's advocate, right? The government want to cover this up. Yeah. And all these people have been discredited in the time since, made to look silly and like they've lied and stuff. Mm. Maybe the government is in a position that they could um, make people look silly or convince people to change their stories oh. or to... Um, you think it's the government? Change the... Ra- I think it could go all the way to the top. All the way to the top? Who's the top? Obama. Fuck off. You know who the top is? Oh, well, maybe you should do much How did he get to... He's the deputy sheriff. He's sure he's to the top. I mean, that was in 1948. Don't believe what? everything you see, young missy. Don't believe it just because I've got it written on a page. He's bed. pulling off his mask. Oh, my God. That's right. I am President George H.W. Bush. <laughs> the older Bush. <laughs> the one from the late 80s. George Bush Senior, that's right. And I'm still playing golf every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a weird one, wasn't it? <laughs> and that, wait, so that's some, something, <laughs> the golf, is the golf relevant or is that yeah, just, you just throw hey, that I'm into flavour? Look, he's got, given out clues, obviously. You've got to piece them together Zodiac style. All right, mate. Uh, Jess, anything what? with the golf on Sundays? Um, Do you think that, how does that, is that telling well, us that aliens are real or not? Golf is a um, sport like of aliens. Phonetic alphabet for G. G, that's right. G for and golf. he was an army guy, wasn't he? George H.W. So, yeah. So, golf, echo, <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure tango. You have a big part of the first golf war. <gasps> he was, too. Oh, okay. Was he was the president during that? I believe. Jeez, Louise, we're onto something, guys. We've cracked Roswell. Okay, <laughs> but, but I think George H. W. Bush plays golf on Sunday. I think that means that we've cracked Roswell. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> it's still very hot in here. It's so hot. Oh my god, I'm dying. I'm but just wait, so sweaty so wait, in just, weird places. I, I'm really happy Ooh. with what we've just achieved there. But could just I, and I know the answer. I just want to double check. Yep. That you also know. Yep. Do we crack it that there are Roswell aliens or not? Oh, Matt. <laughs> she would never answer a dumb question like that. Come on, Matt. Don't be silly. Anyway, yeah, Dave, because they, we obviously proved that they do, do not, not exist. exist. Oh, question mark. <laughs> we, don't, we don't give anything away, do we? <laughs> you are some of the best improvisers I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, and. That's improvising. That's improvising as I understand it. <laughs> Trying to say something at the same time. Well, you know they have that game, the story you tell at the same time? Usually yes. no. one person just jumps in and just... Oh, and then the other person just goes, 
I am going to make this. No, that's same. leading. You can't do it. That sounds that sounds quite tedious, and I'm sorry that we almost did that. Wait, well, and we're talking about this for an hour. They do that for like a, a 50 minute show. Yep. <laughs> that sounds. That does sound good. Why? That would go through waves of getting tedious and then being amazing. They're still doing it. You just want to end on a high. <laughs> Question mark. The end. Another award? Please. The best comedy award ever? Please, accept your, your, <laughs> your award with a speech at the same time. Thank, Thank you, you for this award. award. I, I am very humbled by your award. <laughs> beautiful, isn't it? That is beautiful. I'm giving you an award for that acceptance speech. Thank you. Oh, well, we'll have to do a speech, obviously. <laughs> Thank you for this second <laughs> award. Paying homage to our first award. I would like to firstly thank my wife. <laughs> Right, I'm going to have to take that last award back off you. Dave, come on, mate. Well, you want to thank your wife, I want to thank my dad. Interesting, interesting. We live for different people. <laughs> you live for your dad. I live for your papa. <laughs> I don't have a wife. I can't have <laughs> one in this country. I don't have a dad. I can't have one in this country. It's a weird loophole. <laughs> it's a loophole. We're going all the way to the high court, baby. I want to get a dad. I want to get a dad. You can't. It goes against the Bible. (laughs) What? But even Jesus had a dad. He had two. It was God. It was him. Jesus had two dads. That's true. How have I only just thought of that? 13 years of Catholic education. Jesus Jesus had two dads and we can't have equal rights. It's right there in the Bible. Fuck. People do uh, twist the Bible their way. Don't they just? Oh, example, King Henry VIII. <coughs> Henry VIII yeah. I am, I am. I found a couple of words here. Anyway. Yeah. These, these two words here look like they're pointing to me. I'm God. Look at that. I read that first. So that, is that me? I think it is. Guess I'm God. Guess I'm God. <laughs> I own this Bible. If anyone uh, said they read it first, I'll probably kill them. But I'm God. So where, it'll be fine. Where were we, Dave? Do go, Do you go on. on. I was going to say before, aliens are... Really cool. And also, <laughs> aliens are very big business for Roswell, the town itself. Sure. Uh, th- these days, the population of Roswell is 56,000. And did you know, fun fact, that Demi Moore was born there? Demi, Demi Moore. Moore. Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Demi Who's Moore. got a big head and big eyes <gasps> and a small body. And has grey skin <gasps> and jets around in a flying saucer. <gasps> How have we never noticed before? And Used to date Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, married. Married. But before that, dated. And before that, <laughs> and before that, Bruce Willis? Yes, correct. Yes. And his th- round <gasps> head, <gasps> no <gasps> hair. You, was Say, on that film about aliens signs. something? <laughs> Says Yippee-ki-yay a lot, which I assume is some sort of alien language. I was going to say here that... Uh, Great Christmas movie. But in Roswell, oh, the best Christmas film, Die Hard. The ultimate Christmas film. Christmas. I know it was a month ago, Christmas, but I'm, I'm already... I reckon a month ago means only 11 months till Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start watching 
My favourite Christmas movie, Die Hard. Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soon. Mm-hmm. Real soon. Might pull it out tonight. Okay. Getting that Christmas cheer. Yeah. I can already hear them sleigh bells jingling. Ring, Ring ting, ting tingling too. As well. Come on. It's I lovely weather for a sleigh ride together. With poo. Things aren't Demi Moore themed in Roswell. No, no, no. They are UFO themed and they uh, She would be brutal, furious. right? She'd be so pissed. She's like well famous enough to be have stuff themed about her. Yeah. So at least a, a bar, like one. Look, I can't, I've never been there, so I can't say there's not, but there's definitely not a whole town dedicated to stuff. Like, this is UFO. There's UFO Museum. Yep. Multiple storefronts are alien-themed. There's alien graffiti everywhere. Right. Restaurants serve alien-themed food, including the Alien Burger. I don't know what that is. Mushroom. <laughs> yeah, fucking weird. <laughs> Why are we eating that? Pardon? Why are we doing alien voices while we eat it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a must. Sure. Uh, parking spots are reserved <coughs> for aliens. That's great. There's just like, a reserve for alien parking. Some of the lampposts are shaped like alien heads. But my favourite thing I could found is a thing called Alien Zone. You could sound. <laughs> you sound a bit like an alien trying to speak English sometimes. Maybe he's not the real Dave. I'm starting to feel like he might be not the real Dave. Got them big eyes. Huge eyes. Yeah. But so does normal Dave. He's got a small body. He's got grey skin, but that's again normal Dave. Hey, I've got pale skin. That's pretty big pretty head. Pretty grey, mate. Pretty big head. Like top percentile, yeah. Jig is up. Top, top percent. Top 1%. Of largest heads. Yep. That's that's big. That's fucking big. You got a huge There's head. some weird heads out there. I know, mate. I'm looking at one. Oh. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Dave. Well, I'm not allowed to wear shorts. That's Every head. Heads come in all types of shapes and beautiful sizes. Okay. Are you crying? I'm trying to get a single tear. Aliens can't cry. <laughs> oh, no, that's well. robots. Yeah, they're all the same. <laughs> I was going to say, my favourite part of Roswell is a thing called Alien Zone, which I've read about. It's essentially a big room with aliens in all kinds of bizarre situations, like wax figures, like sitting on the couch. That is bizarre. Sitting. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I couldn't. Sitting in a sauna. No, stop it. We are right now. We're doing it. Fuck's sake. (laughs) We are sitting on a deck chair next to a barbecue. Get out. They never. They don't eat meat. I'm going to this place. (laughs) Sitting at a table attached to the ceiling upside down for some reason. Oh, that's wacky. Now, this is culture. This is the kind of stuff that I'd go see in a town. You would. You would. And apparently the entry fee is only $3. All right, I definitely Yeah, but American. Uh. Hmm. I don't know if I can afford that. Better save up. Yeah. Better save up for Alien Zone. Come on, it sounds fun, doesn't it? Sounds it? so fun. I'd be up for it. We should we should go there. We'll do that on our fifty date fifty state. Or fifty date. Fifty date, fifty state American tour. 50 it's gonna state, be a bloody whirlwind. 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 We're going on tour. So I just want to ask so far, do you guys you 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 believing? I don't know. No. Has, has Alien Zone not won you over? No, well, okay. I love it. You got to sit next to an alien on a couch, in a deck chair. Oh, and wait. You didn't sit next I'd to them. you didn't explain that at oh, all. I yeah, thought maybe sorry. they were behind things. No, 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 no. You can get on the couch. You can get in photos with these oh, things. Oh, fuck yeah. That's why it's a really cool place to go for $3. That's oh, amazing. Yeah, 100%. Interactive. I, I didn't mean, know it was an interactive oh, like, museum. Like you're encouraged to take photos with the aliens. Very good. <coughs> like Madame Tussauds. Yeah, to make it look like you're friends with aliens, I think is the... Well, I managed to take a photo with you. Ow, my heart! That you don't my, have. Ow, my human heart! How about how about the character Ross from Friends? He was like an alien, wasn't he? Wasn't he just? He just couldn't fit in. 
It was like it was from another planet. Oh, Ross. There was one episode where he, um, I saw not too long ago, it was a repeat, and he... Um, oh, it wasn't a new ep? No, it wasn't a new ep. the 90s show, Friends. <laughs> it was a repeat. A repeat of Friends? It was a re... No, I've never. No, it was. I'm not... Why would I lie about that? It was a rerun. A re- of Friends? Yeah, Friends. Do they do that? Yeah. Is that legal? Yeah, yeah, apparently it happens. Fuck. And uh, he was he was very uh, worried and offended that his uh, ex-wife... Um, Rachel. No. No, is it Carol. 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 Whatever her name was. Carol. She had organised a male nanny for his kid. Oh, no. A, ma- a male nanny. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I can't deal with this. I'm Ross. I'm Ross and I can't deal with it. Why was he like, upset about it? Because I think he's, because he's like, there's some weird, I guess it's homophobic. I don't know. That's weird. What, because he wouldn't leave his son with it? I think, no, I, th- yeah, I think, he, I think in the end he explained it. He's like, he was, he was, um. He was an alien the whole time. He, he felt, he felt threatened by a man, a, a man who was so in touch with his feelings or something. Oh. It was something really weird. There's so much weird stuff on that. The yeah. first season is all jokes about it. It's like, anyway, my ex-wife is a lesbian now. Yeah. And that's like where the laughter happened. Yeah. yeah it's my like, lesbian ex-wife. But it's almost like it was supposed to be progressive. And yeah, now you watch it and you're like, ooh. ooh. Anyway, why are we talking about Friends? We're talking about Roswell. Roswell, that's oh, why. Roswell. Is, that, is that honestly how you brought it up? I don't remember. I, I don't know. I regret it, though. So I just wanted to ask, are you guys on board? Are you thinking... No, no aliens. Well... On the one hand, it seems ridiculous, but on the other hand, it seems ridiculous because that's what they it's want so, us to think. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, They've made it seem little, crazy. A little bit more. Yeah. yeah, hear this. So, the US government maintained that it was, a, in fact, a weather balloon for a couple more decades after the 70s. They still said, no, no, no. Into the balloon, 90s. Balloon. Pardon? Into, Into the, the 90s. 90s. They said that was the whole story, but then in the 1990s, oh. they, they released... X-Files. The real truth. So in the 1990s, the US military published two reports disclosing the true nature of the crashed aircraft. (gasps) A surveillance blimp. A blimp. A blimp. Well, not far off. (coughs) It's a surveillance balloon from Project Mogul. Mogul. Project Mogul was a top secret project by the US Army Air Force involving microphones flown on high altitude balloons whose primary purpose was long-distance detection of sound waves generated by Soviet atomic bomb tests. So pretty much, the US were worried that the Soviets would soon catch up to their nuclear technology and felt that atomic bomb tests were inevitable. But back then, it was really hard to spy on your enemies, especially in the remote Siberian wilderness where they do this kind of stuff. So basically, you use a giant balloon, like huge, send it up really high in the atmosphere, so high that it can t- detect minute changes in the atmosphere that would be caused by these atomic bombs, even on the other side of the planet. So that was the plan. Hmm. Uh, the project was carried out from 1947 until 1949. It was very, very secret. The project used enormous balloons made of polyethylene plastic. In the summer of 1947, a Project Mogul balloon crashed in the desert near Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. Oh. Uh, conspiracy. <laughs> Some of the debris consisted of patches of a smelly, smoky, grey, rubber-like material, which is consistent with the balloons used for Project Mogul. Much of the Roswell debris, which it sticks, metallic paper, and strangely marked tape, is similar to material used 
four radar detectors that are attached to balloon to the ah. balloon. So most of this is checking out. And as for the alien-like symbols or flower-style hieroglyphics witnessed by several witnesses... Seventies Paisley. Well, you know how people are talking about that a lot? Mm-hmm. Remember, it was the 40s, but they said it in the 70s. No, it was ahead of the time. The, ma- the manufacturer of the balloons uh, used sticky tape to reinforce the structure, lapping it over the struts and securing it to both sides of the reflector foil. Oh, pretty high-tech. It was super high-tech. The manufacturer was so high-tech, it was a toy factory, so it used uh, tape with, f- like, kid, kitty flower symbols on it. Oh, my huh. God. They used that. The symbols were likely baked onto the metal and the wood by the sun after it crashed and then uh, disintegrated, and they left these symbols on the metal and the wood. So that's probably... Sure, that's convenient. So, so they had 50 years to come up with a story. And they came up with... They came up with... It's weird sticky tape. Kids tape. Yeah, no. Just got some uh, sticky tape. Cellar tape. That's so silly that they'll have to believe. Yeah. Uh, Project Modal Mogul itself was moderately successful, but was also very expensive. Well, all that bloody sticky tape you've got to pay for, am I right? Yeah. Not it just plain not sticky cheap. tape either. Not yeah. cheap. You've, they've gone for the glossy matte stock. The good stuff. 400 GSM. <laughs> Remember I told you that paper was pretty thick at the start. It was superseded, the Project Mogul, by a network of seismic detectors and air sampling for fallout, so it was easy for them to detect the nuclear stuff, which was cheaper, more reliable, and easier to deploy and operate. But Project Mogul is, by most experts, considered what was found on the ranch that day. So most people... Think it's just a... Experts, I should say. Though, there was a... In the 90s, they did a uh, nationwide poll. Not everyone in the nation, but a lot of people, a large sample, and one in four Americans believe... That something sus happened at Roswell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. How much? How many? One in four. One in four. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of people. It's twenty-five percent. Yeah. I'm sorry to take your flame there, math boy, but uh, no, I appreciate it. Passing the flame on. Take it back. Take it back, please. I'm about the math, please. Oh God. The final thing I will say on this report is in 1995, a 17-minute film footage purporting to show an alien autopsy. Uh, came out. It was claimed to have been taken by the US military shortly after the Roswell incident. It was released by Ray Santilli, a London-based video entrepreneur. The film footage was allegedly supplied to him by a retired military cameraman who wished to remain anonymous. Uh, the alien autopsy video, have you heard about that, Matt? In the uh, 19- vaguely, yeah. Back in 1995 when you were in the mid-40s? <laughs> no. Do you remember late, reading that? Late 40s. Reading that? Late 40s. Sorry, I was giving you the benefit there. 46. I think I was, I was just going through menopause at the time. and. Um, How yeah. was that for you? Oh, it was, it was much like this. I was feeling very still, I was going to say, you still get the hot flushes because I fucking am I? Am I going through menopause? No. I don't actually. I'm I'm getting a few different memories confused. Sorry. I, I haven't been through menopause yet. <laughs> he just. <laughs> did you just have a fever one time? Yeah, yeah I might have just had a hot fever. <laughs> In 1995. Did you, did you convince yourself that you were on that helicopter and then a missile went straight past you? Yes. <laughs> That's just what happened. And I also, I just, around that time I stopped bleeding. But, um, <laughs> but that turned out to be... A different thing. Completely unrelated. <laughs> now, remember the alien autopsy? Oh, I know that because they reference it on the X-Files a few times. Uh, the footage at the time caused an international sensation when it aired on television networks around the world in at least 33 countries. Wow. Interviews with experts on the authenticity of the film included Oscar-winning special effects makeup people and, and noted forensic pathologist Cyril Wecht. Cyril Wecht. Wecht. Uh, who considered... Oh, God, Wecht. Who watched the video... <laughs> 
I'll get worked. Well, he got worked because he considered the autopsy procedures in the film to be authentic. Wow. Right. But he stopped short of declaring the being to be, the being on the table in the video to be an alien. In 2006, 11 years later, Santilli admitted the film was not authentic, but rather a staged reconstruction of footage he claimed to have viewed in 1992, which had deteriorated over time and become unsuitable for use, so he had to reenact it. Uh, yeah, that, oh, that's handy. That's, uh, <laughs> that's so sus, isn't it? Uh, I had it. I had it. And yeah. then it was it was no good. And I'm a perfectionist. I mean, it was. I mean, you could say you could watch it, sure, but you would have enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm a perfectionist. The quality is not the, the best. Sucks. I can't. I can't provide you with with this yeah, subpar new version. Dolby surround. Oh, hear that? Hear that? That's the squashing of an. Here, put these on. Put these on. Intestines of a three D. Three D. Look at that. It's like that. A that. Fake alien, admittedly, but that's like that fake alien is coming right off the table. Oh, wowzers! I'm sorry. It's actually my wife. Um, she uh, she's wearing a, a just wearing a, a silk onesie. She's a budding actress. She's uh, she's very talented. Just waiting for a big break. And uh, I mean, anyway, I can help her. At the end, I mean, if you waited till the end of the, you would have seen when credits rolled. Uh, alien, uh, my wife. My wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> Which I. Probably should have put her name down because it's confusing. But I forget what it is. For people who don't. <laughs> who, who know how many times I've been married. Yeah. When he said, uh, you put this on, it's in 3D, I just imagine that you put the goggles on and he's just playing Avatar. <laughs> You're like, I think oh. I've seen this before, but fuck, it's good though. It's great though. So you've, colourful. You've really reenacted this quite well. <laughs> that video from the 1940s. But that is the Roswell conspiracy. I'm not sure how we're feeling now. And now I've given you the Project Mogul. Matt, do you think it's even more sus now? Yeah. I know. Nah, I'm on. I, I'd like. It's the kind of thing I'd be, yeah. I'd be, I'd be right up for it to be real. But I, maybe just the way you've told it has. Yeah, been, it's really your fault. You, in a lot of ways, you've told this, and and it's made it sound. You've like told it poorly, is what he's saying. No, I didn't say you've told it poorly. I've no, just told. You've just told it. I was biasly towards the uh, government uh, suits. Yeah, and and ties. And I appreciate their kickbacks. So. The U.S. government is our largest Patreon supporter. <laughs> they do the uh, they do the what the fifty dollar a month level. Oh, they're amazing! They are definitely in the golden hat, and they also they hacked into our mainframe. The, the hat found that our um, main hat that the, the uh, Roswell conspiracy was in there, and their golden hat suggestion actually vetoed the other suggestion, and they wanted me to report it in a biased way. So I had to do it. Interesting. Do you understand? Interesting. Understand? Understand? Oh. I think Zach Steinbecker would understand. But Zach, that report was for you. I hope you... Uh, I'm not sure. Get in touch, Zach. You didn't actually say how you feel about the whole Roswell yes. thing. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> and if any... I'd love to see some non-biased pro-aliens uh Oh, well, you're opening real. up a weird can there. All right. No, I'm thinking that there's, pr- there's probably much more likely alien things, but this is just the most famous one. But yeah. I think it has been pretty debunked. Like, the most most people... When they look into it, go, oh, it was that balloon thing. Right. And the US government were actually capitalised on the alien thing. They were happy for people to think it was an alien or the weather balloon as long as they didn't, the Russians didn't find out that they were using that sure. thing in the sky. Yeah. So they actually used the alien thing. They were happy for that to be, oh, cool, you can believe in aliens as long as Russia doesn't find out. Yeah, yeah. sure. I guess that makes sense too. So they were, they were happy for the lie that's to exist. Of, that's kind of clever. Yeah. And there is something weird about, like, what, what why would. The government, why would they? Why would they cover hide aliens? Yeah. Aliens. Well, I guess the answer would be that they want to. In the X Files, Roswell, that kind, that happened, and that what they've done is they used the alien ship to try and uh, 
find out how their technology works to get in front militarily. Right. Yeah. Isn't there a show called Roswell? Yeah, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I used to. Uh, used you to sure watch that's a bit. not what Zach wanted to do? See a report oh, on. Oh, that would be so awkward if he just wanted it to be on the show. Oh, no, he's like, that's my favorite show ever. They made oh. three series of that. Oh, sorry, Zach. Oh, Zach, I'm like so a, sorry. It's like, a, like a teen drama with alien Zach, twinges. Zach, I'm so sorry. Dave let you down. Zach, don't be mad. But Zach would be annoyed, but the rest of the listeners would probably think it was better. Okay, well, that's interesting. Jeez, keep interesting. Zach while he's down. Yeah, shit. Jeez, I'm really sorry about that, Zach. Sorry, Zach. I never apologise to our listeners. We know, mate. We've got to do it for you. You're Which I appreciate a lot. Sh- you're a piece of Because I get to save face, but also I'm like kicking you under the table going, a quick apologise. I, I really don't mean that. I don't mean that. <laughs> so we'd like to th- say thanks to Zach for obviously the Golden Hat suggestion himself. We're also going to say thank you personally to three Patreon supporters. People that uh, pledge and support to our patrons, you guys make this show possible. We can keep it going every week. So if you want to do that, uh, we'll you know we'll talk about the link and stuff at the end. But we'd like to say a personal thank you to three supporters now. Uh, the first person I'd like to thank. He's not the brains of the podcast. He's not the lungs of the podcast. But he is the heart of this show, and that is Dan Hart. Oh <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dan Hart. <laughs> I was like, wow. No, I thought that was a really sweet thing. And then I'm like, oh, no, it was just a bad sort of play on words. Because I think that's actually true. And did you know, I, I don't know if you remember this, but Dan, he's um, he's a guy that I met down in Tassie in, in Launceston. And um, he suge- he was the guy who suggested we do a Patreon. Oh, so he's really the heart of the Patreon. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Well, he's the heart of the show. He's a bloody legend. Thanks oh. so much, Dan. We've, you all, gun. Dan? We've all retired. And you know something else about Dan? What else about Dan? He put in the hat quite a long time ago. And when I met him six months ago, yeah. I pro- I'm like, Dave is doing your topic shortly. This is six months ago or something. Oh, I love no. how you promise I know what my, this is. Because you, you told me that you were about to do it. Here we go. The Simpsons. Where the fuck is it? David. David, look at David, me. David, look him in the eye. David. You're you. David, e- every... Oh, no. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you call oh, me. I don't no. know why you call me Dave. I'm not Dave. I'm, I'm Sheriff Goldwater, assistant to the deputy sheriff. Assistant to the deputy sheriff, but you're Sheriff Goldwater. Look, okay, maybe before I made taking his badge and I got drunk on pal, but really I'm the assistant to the deputy sheriff. One day I'm going to get my own badge. What? But until then, I just want to say thank you and... Uh, Dave will not, will not be answering any questions on the Simpsons <laughs> podcast topic. Okay? He's pleading the fifth. That's no okay. comment. No comment from my client. The fifth right. isn't a thing in Australia, I'm afraid, Deputy. So the... I am also a lawyer. You're, the law- you're an assistant to the deputy. You're not even deputy. You're an assistant. So can like can I borrow a stapler? Yeah, I could see if that could be a Rachel. Great, you... right, thank you. I'll have to talk to my boss about that one. Oh, okay, Are great. Are you not even familiar with Australian law? The Australian law. I wrote the Australian law. You didn't write the Australian okay, law at all. Okay, I exaggerated a little bit there. Oh but my I, God, I can't I'm, handle this. I'm well versed in the Australian law. Are you? Australians are let us rejoice for you're young and free. But that's I think the Australian I'm, nationalism, yeah, not that's the Australian not the law. law. I think that's rule number one. Rule number one is Australians all let us like rejoice weird, for we are young and weird free. A weird boast. Well, weird <laughs> vague boast. But rule number one. Well, I mean, some of us are young. Some of us are free. Some of us are fucking old as and some of us are in jail. You know what I mean? Treat others how you'd like to be treated. Am I right? No, that's also not a rule. Never hear you say that. No, that's okay. the golden We've rule got of Christianity. Life. We've got other people to thank. 
oh, okay, but I'd like to say can, thank can you. Can I speak okay. to Dave, please? I'd like to say thank you to Dan Hart. Okay. Dan, yep. Dan Hart, you're my heart. Hey, if, my you, if you want to thank if you want to thank Dan properly, you'll do a fucking Simpsons episode soon. Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment for Dan Hart. You piece of shit. You made Matt lie to Dan Hart. I can't. I can't believe it. I'm gonna have to. Do, I'll do it if you're not gonna do it. I can't do it. I can put it in the, in my poll. Put it in your poll. Gross. I do a. I do a poll. I it's know. A, all right. All right. All right. I'm gonna do it. I'll do it. Great. When eventually? Hey, you know who else I would like to thank? Yeah. Who? Um. Sorry to interrupt your fucking weird rant. <laughs> Don't blame me for blacking out. Um. Thank you. Oh, wow. It's really bright in here. It's not good. Uh, somebody who has just always always supported us emotionally, spiritually, physically. That one time I fell over, the delightful Reed Wilson. Reed Wilson, thank you, Reed. Reed, he's, a, he's a, a big player on Twitter as well. Loves it, mad for it. Let's have a moment for Good Reed. Guy. One on Reed, and that was for you. Reed. Oh, a moment, a silent moment. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks so much, Reed. Love Reed's work. You know who else? This is work I've got to enjoy. this work do you like? Chrissy Della. Chrissy Della. Another great name. We uh, we sent out a postcard to Chrissy and she, I'm pretty sure she put it on her tree. Or yeah. no, she she took a photo of it In, right next to her face or, look, we got a good photo from Chrissy at a fucking, <laughs> the memories though. Hey, Chrissy's great. She's a, she's a Melbourneite, do you know that? The best so kind. I'm, I'm quite confident. And I think even on the postcard, I might have even said this. The only postcard we did like seventy postcards on eighty five. Eighty five, sorry. Fuck, so many. And on one of them, I yeah. This is the only one that I gave as a direct plug for our comedy festival show. Yeah, you plug no (laughs) on a Christmas card. You plugged a few. Oh, did I? If you got a card and it doesn't have a plug for the show, yeah, I wrote that. That's not true. That's true. You did a few. There was a couple that I wrote apologies on there because Uh, you had plugged too hard. It was you know it was it was crazy, crazy. um, But. Speaking of which... Anyway, I don't know if I gave Chrissy enough love. I think you gave Chrissy a lot of love. You give them probably too much love. You're probably like like an overbearing dad. You ramble a bit too much, mate. Sorry, Chrissy. I would like to say, on that note, the Melbourne Comedy Festival is coming up this year now. It's in April, and uh, the tickets are now on sale. We'll be tweeting out that link a lot of times, but if you'd like to... We'd love to. It's just gone on sale. We'd love to sell our first ticket. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. Imagine oh, selling a ticket. Whoa. Oh, my God. Oh. Just imagine. Just a Megan. So exciting. Uh, a mangan- manganese. <laughs> manganese. Uh, four Sunday afternoons, four different topics. Sunday sesh. Oh, my God. Let's have a podcast and let's drink. It's going to be a lot of fun. You've got three months to buy a ticket, but there's also season passes available, which actually means you can come to all four or as many as you like. <laughs> Up to four, but no more. Because <laughs> there, there won't be any more. And it's much, uh, it's much cheaper than, uh, per, per overall ticket. So if you want to do that, I don't know if you're a big super fan. Man, imagine if we sold a season ticket. If we sold a season ticket, I would just... And you should um, also come to all of our individual shows. Yes, definitely should do that Yes, I'm sure we'll be talking about those a lot more over the coming months. Yes. You can find out about those such things on the interwebs. On the interwebs, on the Facebooks, etc. That's right, which we can be found at DoGoOnPod on nearly everything. Twitter, Instagram... We do go on pod on Facebook, do go on pod at gmail.com. And of course, the Patreon. The more people that support that, the better the show can be. And uh, you get rewards in return. We're not that selfish. Uh-uh-uh, That's never. Right. And also in all the, um, in all the social medias in the, our descriptions, you can see our personal um, 
Instagram, Twitter. Oh, mate, you're just trying to get more Twitter followers now, aren't you? All yes. Right. You just got a, you just cracked you, the thousand. You two have got recently. more than me, and I think it's bullshit. You're I mean, I, just, I gave us an equal plug. I keep it. That I was way. more saying that for, so they could find out about our um, our festival shows. Right. But the other thing that we we rarely mention, but or we probably mention it plenty, but uh, reviewing on iTunes is really helpful for. Yes, I know. It seems like an uncool thing to ask you to do, but if you do it, it does actually help the show a lot because it gets us up in the charts, which means other people go, hey, what's this show all about? Then we have more listeners, and we love doing it. And it, yeah, um, five stars is a good amount. It's of like stars. Uber. Like, it's five or one, you know? If you hate it, please just... I prefer just don't do it. Why just are you listening review? at this yeah, exactly. tedious part of the episode? But so, so, therefore, we assume you like it. So, just give it five. Even if you think there's room for improvement, just give it five. And in the in the notes, let us know how we can improve. Or just no, but, but still direct make them to it, me because no, no. Jess cannot. I can't handle, handle bad reviews. They bad reviews. hurt me a lot. And to be honest, and this is not just from us, but from everyone. If you review someone on iTunes, there's no way for them to reply to you or to address the issue <laughs> at all. So, if if you have a complaint about any podcast, just tweet them or something, because you yeah. can actually have a conversation. We've got really off topic now. Especially yeah, if especially if you um if you want to. Hurt Jess's feelings. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Open Go for up it. A, a wound on, on yeah, Jess's tell it, soul. Tell, it, tell Jess to shut up and yeah, sit so, down and be quiet. Let the men talk. Do that on so, iTunes. Yeah, no, do it, <laughs> Jesus. No, do it on Twitter so Jess can tell you to fuck off in <laughs> herself. Yeah. How about that? Do well, that. Well, so we can all tell you to fuck off. <laughs> you guys want me to shut up and let you guys talk? or Not really. Great. Good. Glad we're in agreeance. Um, I'd love, whenever I listen back, I'd like me to shut up. Yeah, I'd like you to shut up sometimes too. I might do that now. Okay. Well, as these guys uh, tell each other to shut up, I'm going to tell you all that we'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, thanks so much for listening. You are the best. And I will say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye for me too. I'm going to say have a good time now. Now I have to say goodbye again because bye always has to be the last. So bye. That was gross. Bye.